All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, a magnificent Monday. How are you? How was your weekend? Welcome to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Oilers Nation YouTube, of course, uh, streaming at sports1440.ca. Some of you are listening on the uh, app on Stingray and iHeartRadio Player. We love it. You can watch us. You can listen to us. You can stream us. Download us. It's great. Get us anywhere. Fantastico. Fantastico. That's what uh, makes Sports1440 quite unique. As always, it's presented by our title sponsor, Play Alberta. .ca also uh, very unique because they are the only online regulated am online regulated gambling website uh, in Alberta where all of the revenue that's what's key stays right here in the province of Alberta so even when you lose you still can win as a citizen it's nice stay within your limits play alberta.ca and use your game sense where uh, we'll get to the orders i think for the first time in 10 games the orders got outplayed it's going to happen. They had a pretty good run. Now the key is to get back to outplaying the opposition. And as we saw last Thursday, just because you outplay the opposition doesn't always guarantee you win. But when you outplay the opposition, outsmart the opposition, usually good things will happen. Florida, they didn't dominate the game per se, but they didn't really give up much. Edmonton had some chances early on. Bobrovsky, what a sick save on Nugent Hopkins. Had a few other good stops, I thought, in the first period. And then after that, Edmonton really didn't generate uh, a whole bunch. It's uh, one of those games they'll just chalk it up to say, okay, we weren't as good as the opposition. Now they got to be better. They take on the Islanders tomorrow night. Now, this is not the New York Islanders who went to back-to-back conference championships. Who uh, who beat you with stifling team defense? Go go look at their uh, their shots against here the last ten games. Sorokin in those ten games, he's had three games where it's been pretty good. Save percentage uh, over nine twenty five, and then the other three games, his save percentage is like nine forty three, nine sixty eight, nine eighty eight, because they are leaking shots all over the place. He has a nine oh two save percentage in that time, and his backup Varlamov has a nine oh one. They've been facing an average of 36 shots against. The orders are going to create some chances. They just have to ensure the one of the Russian mafia goaltenders in the NHL. And I say that, obviously, they're not mafia. It's just right now, Russian goaltenders are pretty elite. And they're going to play four out of a five-game stretch. Vasilevsky, Bobrovsky, Sorokin, and uh, likely will face Shesterkin later on this week in New York. So you got to find a way to beat them. Other teams are doing it. So you can do it. The order's offense is good. They uh, switch up their lines because their second line hasn't done nothing 
lately. So Kane will play with McDavid and Hyman, and uh, you will have uh, Nugent Hopkins uh, with Drysaddle in the hopes to, to get a little bit more offense five-on-five five from the second line. But overall, Edmonton's offense, it's not an issue for me. Right, uh, Their team defense has been pretty solid. They've shown a few, that, like, you're going to give up chances. So you just don't want that trend to continue tomorrow against the Islanders. So the Oilers uh, were traveling today. They skated yesterday, and away they go. Uh, Derek Ryan, uh, he'll be a game-time decision. Uh, he got he left uh, the Florida game a few times, got rocked. So uh, you might not see him. So you might see Adam Ernie in the uh, lineup on the uh, fourth line, and then uh, Sam Gagne would slide over to the right side. That's probably about the only lineup change. Obviously, Stuart Skinner uh, will be back between the pipes. Uh, we'll get to the ongoing thing. We're also going to talk today about, I think, the need for Oiler fans. There's a purchase. Now, if you're listening right now, and maybe you're stuck on what kind of last-second gift can I get for the Oiler fan in my life? I have a very simple one. It's not very expensive. It's small. It can be a stocking stuffer. If you wish, it'll be very easy. I will tell you, though, it's something that they would put to good use quite frequently. It might even help your life. It'll add a little serenity to their life. Because if you're an Oiler fan right now, you're probably a little bit more stressed than you expected to be on December 18th when the season began. You're like, ah, the Oilers will be comfortably in a playoff spot. Well, they're not there yet. Now, they've gained ground, significant ground, actually, in the last month. But as we said then, it's not an easy climb to uh, to get from 15th to 8th place. There's a lot of teams between you. And the Oilers have gone 8-2 and two in their last 10. They're 10-5 and five in a 15-game stretch. You do that over the course of the season, that's 50-75. and 75. That's pretty damn good, right? That's real good. You take it all day long. You'd be like, can we do it? Yeah, we can handle this. No problem. They actually end up winning like 53 games, but 54 actually. So, but it's not, it's not that simple. So orders have played well for a stretch. They got themselves closer. They've gained ground and that's where the stress ball will come in. If you're going to look at the playoff standings every day, you'll need the stress ball because it's not going to be an instant fix. And in case you're wondering, you know what stress balls, they're designed for squeezing and manipulation. Okay, it allows to relieve stress, muscle tension, or to even exercise your hand muscles. Choose however you like, but it works. So that's one reason you'll need it. The other reason is I think you can do a countdown. Now, there's two things you could do. You could get the stress ball or you could buy yourself a big felt marker, Oiler fans. And then you can go in the calendar every day and mark off an X. Right. You know how people do that. They mark the X on the calendars. There's days they're looking forward to because for me. I think management has 50 days from today to shore up their goaltending situation. I understand you'd love it to be five days. Keep in mind, the uh, trade deadline freeze for Christmas is tomorrow night at midnight, right? Then you get to at 12.01 on Wednesday. There's no trades. So they got to be a trade by tomorrow night. Do I think there's going to be one? Eh, probably not. All right. So that's, and then it reopens again on the uh, 28th. So uh, I don't expect a trade then. Do I expect one even before the end of December? Mm, probably not. If you get to January, management doesn't have to rush to a trade because, as we know, things change. There might be a goalie who's not available today who might suddenly be available on January 30th. Matthias Ekholm wasn't available last December or even last January. Became available at the deadline. And the orders made a move. Here's what it now we're going to hear from uh, Colin Shock, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. Like, I'm sorry, Jack Campbell, he's played 10 games in the American League. And four of them, he has a save percentage above 900, six below. And three of the last four, it's below 900, including him getting pulled on Saturday. He is not trending in the right direction. Like, I, to me, any plan that includes Jack Campbell in Edmonton at this point now is based purely on hope. Well, we hope he can find his game. There's no actual data to suggest he will. So it's pure hope. And I would, if it was me, I would devise a plan that does not involve him being in the Edmonton orders. I understand they're trying to trade him. I get, Of course they are. But who's going to want to acquire him? 
He's got a cap hit of $15 million, about $5 million a year. He's owed $13.5 million after this season, right? It's about $16.5 million right now in actual cash. Might be down to sixteen. million. I'd have to do the numbers, but either way, it's a lot of money outside of the cap hit. So, and if you're the Edmonton owners, sure, a team would take Jack Campbell if you want to give up enough assets to make him take him. So what happens then is, yeah, get rid of Jack Campbell, but now you got rid of assets and, oh, you got some cap space. Well, how are you going to acquire guys to fill up the cap space? You're going to completely deplete all of your assets? Maybe. I'm just saying it's it's a big risk, right? Like, I'm trying to think, if anybody out there can think of a similar trade to a player who wasn't even in the NHL, who was in the minors, and who had three years remain, three and a half, on a cap hit of $5 million. Because I can't think of one. And I did some research, I couldn't find one. Right, like people say Cal Peterson, he had one year left. A lot different if it's one year. And Walker was involved in that trade. So, pretty good asset to give up, no? So, that's that's the challenge. That's where your stress ball will come into play. But the orders, they only have 17 games in the next 50 days. We know for sure, minimum, that um, Pickard's going to play two of the next six because they got back-to-back right before Christmas and right after. Then you get into January, he could start another three of the 11. Stuart Skinner, you get down into February, and now the Oilers will have 37 games remaining. And if I do the number crunching where Skinner's going to finish at around 55 games started, then that means he plays 21. You'll need a backup who can play 16. The Oilers have eight sets of back-to-back games, so there's an easy eight games. And then you get out another eight. It's not hard. When you look at their schedule, it's pretty easy, actually, but you need a competent goalie. So 50 days. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get a calendar in here, cons, and we'll have the calendar with the X. I think we're going to get one. I'll bring in one. You know, somebody's got maybe any company out there. Maybe we'll talk to uh, Ewell. Uh, they might have a calendar for us. Play Alberta. Somebody's got a calendar, right? Everybody's got the company calendar. We'll put it up and we'll cross off the X. Because to me, I say fifty days because that gives you to the end of January. I would like a new goalie here, so he has some practice time when they come out of the All Star break slash bye week for a few days before the season starts up again on February sixth. So that, to me, is my, I understand they can go longer, but to me, you got to make a move by then. Otherwise, it's inexcusable. So to me, it's not make a trade today. It's make a trade by the deadline, January 31st, for a goaltender. You got to, you have to, you have to do it. It's just how it goes. McGregor, what about uh, Matt Murray? It's a good one. We'll look up... uh, Matt Murray's contract. Now, when Matt Murray, was he in the minors when he was dealt? That's the other thing. Got to remember, that's a good one. Connor, we'll look up. We'll look that up in the break. I like that one. It's quite good. Hey, guys, Campbell needs a reset like uh, Devin Dubnik. Needs to get out of the organization, total reset, vice versa for the orders. Well, it's possible, sure. But even Devin Dubnik, and I had him on the show, remember. So Devin Dubnik got traded out of the orders organization, went to Nashville, didn't work out there. Then he went to Montreal, and he actually asked to leave the team because he was a black ace and didn't want to be with them in the in the playoffs. right? And he was almost out of it. The Nashville said, hey, you got to change some things. And then he finally was like, okay, I got to make some changes and tweak how I'm playing. Then he went to Arizona. Originally, he listened to what Nashville's coach was, and he was wide open to what Sean Burke said. Went to Arizona, found his game. Way you go. But if you actually go back and look at Devin Dubnik's numbers, Devin Dubnik had a way better career in Edmonton than Jack Campbell had had. He didn't have just 30 games. The orders were terrible, and Dubnik still had a 920 save percentage one year. 920 on a brutal team. So, no offense to Jack Campbell. I don't think he ever had the pedigree of a Devin Dubnik before coming here. Maybe he can get a reset, but at best he gets reset and becomes a backup. I don't think he resets and ever becomes what Devin Dubnik did. No chance. Devin Dubin had a really good career. And really just kind of had like a bad stretch of, if you look at that one calendar year, the other times he was pretty good. And I think people forget that he had a 916 and a 920 in Edmonton. It's not bad on a bad team. Not bad at all. 
Also today, it's month of giving. Man, have we had a great month. We have an awesome package for you today, courtesy of A1 Heating. It's a furnace with a thermostat, the indoor air quality package that includes the April air humidifier and enhanced with a four-inch media filter cabinet. So it's the Air Easy 96.2 two-stage furnace. Comes with the uh, April Air uh, 500 uh, whole home humidifier. Your choice of a Google Nest or Echobee thermostat. The Merv 11 filter package. All the materials, equipment, labor, and permits involved. You get the 12-year factory back parts and labor warranty. And the remove and dispose of your old furnace. This is an unbelievable package from uh, A1 Heating. So a big thanks to uh, Curtis out in uh, St. Albert for that. Now, they'll go anywhere around Edmonton. Of course, you've got to be within um, 100K radius of the city. All right? So there you go. So if you want in, you can text in your bid, 833-401-1440. 833-401-1440. Now, before we go to commercial break, I just wanted to send a, a, a shout-out because I think any – and maybe it, was, maybe it was even the same for you uh, in your community league – but I think anybody who, who grew up in a small town, village, hamlet, whatever, most of you got to know the person who ran the local arena, right? Or maybe it was, you know, the Zamboni driver for a long time. They seemed to be there all the time when you were a kid. And now I don't know if that happens if you're on the South Side Athletic Club. Like maybe it's the same for kids. I don't know. I can only talk from my experience in Beaumont. And uh, there was a gentleman by the name of Bob Drennan. And anybody who's from Beaumont who played hockey there in the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s would know Bob. A, I first met Bob when I was a kid, and he was always, he seemed like Bob, like, slept at the rink. He was there all the time. And I remember if he had a practice, you know what, he'd get the Zamboni, and if he was off early, he'd always give the kids a smile and a wink and say, you you know, when you're like 9 and 10, it's like, oh, it's practice, I want to get out there, right? And it was great. And he always had a small, said hi to everybody. He was super friendly. He, uh, he was a part of, of the group that actually brought the, uh, the, the junior B, uh, Beaumont Chiefs to town back in the, uh, in the late eighties. I think it was 88 or nine when they came, 87 maybe. Actually, no, 86 now that I'm uh, talking out loud. Uh, he was a part of that. He coached for a while, but what I more so remember Bob was he was always the guy at the rink. He was there early in the morning. I remember we had some early practices. He would open the arena for us sometimes. There was a few times where he opened the doors and let us on ice well before we should have been. And he just, and I can tell you now, his, uh, he had a son, Steve and, and Nathan and a daughter, Stacy. And I can I'm tell you that, you know, Steve and Nathan played hockey. But I would love to know how many games Bob watched of other kids that weren't his own. Just playing because I would see him. He'd be there. Anybody who's ever been at the BRAC, you go into Beaumont, you walk in. And even if you're from out of town, you know what I'm talking about. The BRAC, you walk in the big doors and there's the arena. It's on the, on the right side, right? The rink. Then you go up and you sit in the stands on the left. Well, Bob used to stand right at the bottom in the right a long time until they switched the Zamboni to the other end. And then he was at the other end of the rink. And he was always standing there. And I don't know how many games he watched. But Bob passed away here uh, recently at the age of 80 uh, this past week. And uh, so my condolences to uh, to the whole entire Drennan family, to uh, um, his lovely wife and their kids. Uh, I will say this, like Bob had a huge impact in the local community in hockey because he loved the game and he made it fun for kids. And so uh, anybody out there who who remembers that person, you probably have one in your community now. Make sure you give him a, a, a wave because those are the type of volunteers and people that run it. I know Bob wasn't a volunteer, obviously worked uh, for the town of Bowen for a time. But, man, he went above and beyond all the time to make hockey entertaining and fun for kids. And that's such a great trait. And I think it happens in a lot of local arenas all across the province. So uh, hat tip to Bob. Uh, thanks for all the laughs and the smiles. And really just, you know, uh, letting kids be kids. Uh, you know, even when we were teenagers, I remember we had an early morning practice once. And, you know, we got there. Early, and true story, we'd actually been out the whole night before. hadn't slept yet. And we had like a 6.30 practice, which is kind of stupid. And we got there early because we didn't want to go to bed. We knew if we went to bed now, we'd wake up. Bob let us in. Let us be on the ice early. He was an absolute beauty of a guy. So uh, good Condolences to uh, the entire Drennan family, and Bob was an absolute legend when it comes to the hockey community in Beaumont. Take a quick break. Uh, we'll return on Sports 1440 and Orders Nation YouTube. 
225. Uh, Dale has opened up the uh, bidding at uh, 1750 on the uh, furnace package, uh, which obviously we know will uh, go up. This is an unreal package, so uh, we'll get to that. Uh, helping out uh, Operation Friendship Senior Society today. Uh, lots of people kind of uh, fall through the cracks uh, later in life and your opportunity to help them. And more importantly, you're going to help yourself. You're going to get an unreal furnace for uh, the next many years. And it is a uh, high efficiency, a uh, high quality, and uh, also has the uh, the. It's going to help you have better air quality in your home, which is a uh, huge, huge stuff. Now let's get to our big guest of the day. Brought to you by the Hockey Super League, a premier hockey solution with a clear path for long-term development, offering borderless hockey, including provincial and cross-province competition. Check out HockeySuperLeague.c. As we are joined by the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Colin Chalk, joins us once again. Coach, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Uh, doing very well. Thanks for having uh, having me on. I like I like to welcome the big guest of the day. I, I, I appreciate it. I'll try to follow up with uh, some good answers for you guys. So. Well, hey, there you go. Uh, you know what? Uh, in in Edmonton, uh, they're uh, they're always uh, excited about the uh, the prospects and who's coming up, and uh, they definitely keep a keen eye on things in. Uh, in uh, in Bakersfield, so I guess I always like to kind of get your rundown on guys. The first one, of course, will be Jack Campbell. That's obviously a very big question mark for Oilers fans. Now, if you look just at the numbers, you know what? The first three games not great. Then he had a stretch of three where he was excellent. Then a few little blips and a good one. And then last game uh, got pulled. And I know when a goalie gets pulled, it isn't always uh, necessarily on the goalie. But Colin, how would you evaluate kind of his ten game stretch so far in Bakersfield? I, I think you you hit it you hit it perfectly you know exactly uh, exactly how you said it is how how it's gone um, I think uh, uh, recently right it's it's uh, it's it's just uh, it's goals that that are going in that that need to be stopped and it's not that the saves that you make for any goaltender right um, that uh, you know Jack's trying to find his game when he came he, he hadn't hadn't and wasn't in the place he needed to be. Uh, you know, got it back to where it was, and then you know, even when he was playing well, there was a couple uh, that he probably would have liked to have back, but we were scoring right. And then um, you know, in the last one, it's just there's there's three in a row that um, uh, that shouldn't go in the net, you know, and that's just it's it's unfortunate. Um, you know, he's I can tell you his attitude's been great. He's he's working his tail off. Um, you know, there's more practice here in the American League, so we're we're practicing hard, we're battling, and you know, it's it's over an hour a day, that type of thing. So, you know, I think that for him, uh, being in the NHL, playing every other day, the practice schedule is a lot different. Um, you know, he's been great, but you know, it's those for any goaltender, right? It's not the saves that uh, the big saves that you make; yeah. it's the one that the ones that shouldn't go in. And it's deflating for your team, and it's just you know, it's not it's not one person, right? Everyone has to do their part. And, and block shots and be good in D-zone coverage and manage the puck and all that kind of stuff, you know. But the unfortunate part of the goaltender, the forward makes a mistake, you got D to back it up and you got a goalie to back you up. And, you know, that's that's the nature of the position. Colin Chalk joins us, head coach of the Bakersfield Condor. So, Colin, one guy, and I, I know it's kind of a tough spot for him because, man, when he's played, and he hasn't played very much, but when he's played, Olivier Rodriguez has been outstanding. He's got like a 935 save percentage. Um, are you at the point as a coach, like how do you balance that where you got a young guy where you say, geez, like we're trying to help Jack find his game, but maybe we got to give Olivier more of a chance to play? Yeah, you know, like listen, we're we're here, we're we're down here to, hold, to help the Edmonton Oilers, right? So, you know, we we had the you know the best tandem uh, goalie tandem in, in the American League based on the numbers, right? And our team was playing really well, and Jack got assigned to us, and and uh, that that that's that that is what it is, right? It's no different than Broberg coming down. We got to play Philip, and we got to get his confidence up, and we got to we got to coach him and teach him that. That's what we're here for, right? So, um, does it make it hard? Yeah, it makes it hard, but every, every it's hard everywhere, right? And and that, and and that that's the fun part about it as well. So, you know, um, for for Ollie, he's been great, you know, um, but he hasn't played. Right, yeah. so uh, you know, um, you know when when uh, we we get the nod to get Alling in the net, then uh, you know his, his mo is he's a, he's an ultimate pro. He works extremely hard, and the way the young man is, he never complains. And when you call his name, he goes in there and gives you a chance. And I think Ollie's made a step this year, whereas last year. He would he would he would play very well, and he would let a soft one in, or he would have an amazing game, and we wouldn't score for him, you know. And and that was kind of the the. But for him to play those games last year when there were some injuries up top, he got that opportunity, 
and now um, he's able to close out games. He's bigger, he's stronger, he's more experienced. Um, so you know, we're excited to uh, uh, to have him play some games. But you know, we're we're doing what we what we can in the American League to try to get Jack Bowen, and that's uh, and that's our job. Colin Jock joins us. So, Colin, uh, about Philip Broberg, uh, he's come down, he's playing tons of minutes, uh, which is good for a young player. Still really young. I think that's what maybe people forget sometimes. Only 22 years of age. Uh, how has his overall game been since coming down? You know, he was unreal in the first game. He played 24 minutes, and he was excellent. And then playing back-to-back, he wasn't as good. Uh, and then he's he's been, I would say, he's just been okay in the, in the next few here. And, and that is what, what people forget is that the year before he came to us in Bakersfield, when I was around the power play, I was an assistant coach, he didn't play a lot. You know, he, he, he was under 10 minutes a game in his club. And then he came to us, and he had a very good first year. He was up and down. I think he was recalled over 10 times. So just think about going on vacation 10 times in one year, <laughs> flying to, from uh, Bakersfield to Edmonton, coming back. Like, you know, think about that if you're flying that many times. And I, and I get it. I'm not trying to say that you're going to the National League and you should be thankful at any time you do that for anything. You know, to, to go to a game at the National League, you should be excited to do that. But it takes a toll. So he does that his first year. His next year, he goes up and he's down a little bit with us and doesn't play a lot in Edmonton. So then he comes to this year. He doesn't play. He hasn't played. Yeah. He hasn't played. Right. So I don't think we know what we have. And I get at the National League level that, you know, there's no, we're not coaching feelings up there. They got to win games and they're trying to win a Stanley Cup. I get that. But Philip Broberg has not played. So, you know, he's playing lots down here. When he's here with us, our job is to play him, coach him, shower him with confidence, make sure there's teachable moments. But, um, you know, when he's here, that's what he gets, you know. So, and, and I feel like we're doing a good service to the big club. Um, but that's what I would say on Philip. He just, it's been, it's been up and down, up and down, up and down. It's hard to get momentum. So and momentum and, and confidence, it can be a fine line when describing both of them, Colin. So part of that is, you know, is instilling some confidence in him to just say, hey, man, just come here and play. We're going to play a lot. And if you make a mistake, you're going to go right out there the next shift. And that can, I, I assume, become you know rather comforting for a player. And then maybe they, they get to the level that you expect them to be because, you know, he, he's got lots of attributes that would make people believe he can be an NHL player on a regular basis. Absolutely, and and I've seen him from day one, right, from development camp when he was a skinny, tall kid out of Sweden, quiet, didn't know, you know, and there's that, you know, if I if I move to Sweden tomorrow, it would take me a few months to kind of figure the culture and figure things out a little bit, and, you know, so, you know, I, I got to see him, and which was which was a great experience to go through with him, and, you know, there there's something there. Um, he's it's, he's happy when he's here. He loves being here in Bakersfield. It's a great spot for the prospects to grow. We understand what our role is here as the coaches. Uh, build them up, give them confidence, lots of ice time. But then also there has to be that level of accountability yeah. too, right? It can't you, there can't be that for free all the time for whatever whatever you do in life, right? So, but you know, to your point is we got to get them to that point first. We got to get them to that point that hey, it's okay if you make a mistake. Hey, it's okay. You're going back out. All right, take your listen. Pick your head up. You made the mistake. And you can also go back out there and make the make a, a better play on the next time you have that that scenario, right? And Keith McCambridge does a great job doing that. So, um, you know, that's our, our our positive environment and atmosphere here. And when you get him to that point where he feels good and he's got momentum, he's got confidence, then there has to be some teachable moments and accountability because that's what happens up in Edmonton. They don't just keep praying him out the door, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, we we, we got to do what we can to try to get him ready for that moment. Do you feel, Colin, like, you know, he's bounced around left side, right side. Is is there is there something to be said about just saying, hey, we're just going to play him on the left side as much as we can here? Yeah, I, I think so. And that's that momentum, right? Like, you always hear coaches say, we've got to play a full 60. And, you know, you, you know that it's nearly, you know, impossible to play a full 60. Or, yeah. or But you need to get – once you get the momentum – you got to keep it as long as you can. It's no different for 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 Philip, right? Like we got to we got to get him some momentum. We got to play him on the left side. We got to get him some momentum. We got him playing. You know, he's over the boards first on the penalty kill. He's playing power play. He's playing five on five. He's playing four on four. Like he's, 
playing all those scenarios. And what that is, is you're trying to give them some flow. You're trying to get the mojo. You're trying to get the momentum, whatever buzzword you want to use. And that will breed that confidence, right? Uh, he'll get that, that feeling uh, in, in shape of playing those minutes. He's getting hard practices. Look, there's lots of reps and that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, he was a good player before the Oilers drafted him, right? Yep. He's a good player. There's something there. And then we got to do what we can to unlock him. We got to do what we can to push him over the edge and that kind of stuff and help him. But, you know, to your point, he's 22 years old. Like, he's just a young man. Like, think about the mistakes we all made when we were 22, you know? So, um, uh, that, that's what I would say. He's a great young man. He's coachable. He's a good person. He wants it. He's passionate. Um, you know, let, let's see where it gets to. Head coach of the Bakersfield Connors, Colin Chalk, uh, joins us. Colin, you, you look up and down your lineup, and you know, I, I think you know you might want a few more goals from some guys. Uh, Raphael Lavoisin's go, you know, he's got eight goals in the fourteen games uh, before he was uh, called up, and then after. Um, you know, you look at a player like that, and you saw him before. You've seen him after. Do you see anything different in his game after uh, you know getting the, a few cups of coffee in the NHL? Yeah, I think when, you know, we saw it with James Hamill when he came well last year, just as a comparison, you know, like when they get their first call up and you you believe like, okay, I've made it. I'm in the National You kind of take a breath like I'm in the National League. And then, you know, all of a sudden you're back down and you can't cut it for whatever reason. Okay. Yeah. So for Rafi, he came to my office and he said, coach, I want to, I want to kill penalties. I need to, I need to find a role. I need to crack the Oilers lineup. Right. And good on him. Right, um, so we embrace that. That uh, that that uh, obviously we have conversational management, and that kind of stuff, and we embrace that ask and try to uh, expand expand the players' uh, horizon. And uh, but then what we found was we were giving them too much, right? Okay. And that the offense struggled. That he wasn't as sharp and he wasn't he wasn't as powerful. So um, you know that's part of the minors, right? That's part of the the, the farm club to try to develop and. and so he sees something, um, you know, and then it's the reminder to Rafi is that you, you got called up because you were playing like a man against boys. You were taking the puck to the net. You were puck protecting. You were overpowering the offensive zone. Um, uh, you were shooting literally like through the goaltender, through the mesh and through the boards. Like that's how dominating his, his shot was, uh, you know, you were hitting the net. So I think, you know, he comes down and he starts having this, uh, you know, coming to how I'm going to become a National League player full time. And, and it, that's what a lot of people don't realize is all those intangibles, what a young man is going through, right? They, people see that he's in the National League and he's scoring all kinds of goals. And what should you be worrying about? Well, they're young kids uh, just come out of junior hockey. And last year, he, there was zero conversation to Raphael Ball. He didn't even go to training camp. And he was healthy scratched in Bakersfield for one game, not for 10 games, but for one game in, in November. You know, he didn't. And then all of a sudden, he finally gets it. He scores 25 goals in 40 games. So, you know, for him, he got a taste. He understands what it takes now. He's got to be more of a complete player. But we got to get him back to dominating offensively. That's how he got the call in Edmonton in the beginning. And that's what his, um, what he was known for. It's what he was drafted for. And sometimes they, you know, they get off track a little bit. And that's our jobs to, to help redirect them and, and uh, give them that confidence, remind them what they're good at, and then build them up in other areas where they need to get better. Uh, Colin, the, the balance in the American League, when you have younger players and, you know, you mentioned those teachable moments, but, you know, young guys, you know, prospects, they got to play at some point. So how do you balance, you know, like a Carter Savoy, a Petroff, uh, even Borgo um, on the ice time they're getting? And would you like to play them more? What, what You know, I read an article about, you know, and it was a guesstimate on, on TOI. And, you know, those guys were, yeah. weren't necessarily some of the leaders at even strength. Do you want to get the more minutes? Is it like a chicken and egg? Do they have to earn it? Where are you on the young guys as far as ice time goes for the, for the forwards? It's all it's all of that, right? Like we, we, we'd like them to be around around that uh, somewhere in the teens minutes for all the younger players. And we'd like them to be on at least one special teams. Uh, uh, if you're not on the power play, you're on the penalty kill. If you're not on the penalty play, you're on the power play. So they're getting, they're getting something there. You know, uh, I think we'll use, you know, Xavier Burgo. He's been, I, I believe he, his average time has been up over 16 minutes uh, a game. So, you know, in between that 16 to 20, 
for him. Um, you know, I think at that, you know, maybe at times it's it, our, our lowest is in around that 12, 13, but we, we would like, we'd like all our prospects to be at least in that, in those teams uh, up around that 15 minute range, if, if we can. And for the, and, and it's pretty consistent. Like it, 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 it is pretty consistent uh, on a game by game basis. Uh, sometimes he gets down to crunch time and, and, you know, you, you got to coach a little bit, right? Like you got to be able to put the line on that's, that's playing a little bit better and it's not always the veteran guys you know i think we've gotten better as a staff that if the young guys are playing well put them out there and you know we did that against uh uh colorado in our six on five it was uh, it was a it was a group of all young players uh, for the most part that were out there they had a better morning uh, than the other guys and and uh, that's kind of that earning based on that we have to develop them and they need minutes to be on the ice right uh and that's that's that balance of teaching and accountability and developing and it's a hard balance but um you know do we do it perfectly i don't know if we do it perfectly but we're definitely mindful of it uh, i would say it's for sure when you look at a guy like xavier borgo and uh no i don't believe that anybody's uh, development curve is just always just going to be on a straight up and up right oh guy had a good first year it's automatically going to be great the next year right it, it doesn't happen that way but so when you look at him from last year to this season um you know his production is is down at least per game compared to last year it's still early but uh, where's his game at what have you liked what does he need to improve on Xavier's been uh, um been been really good you know the last four or five games um you know I think the the one thing that's interesting about our division is that um it's older and uh, you know par- part of it I think is it's more attractive for a for a veteran player or an older player based on where the the where the cities are um you know that they want to sign in in uh, in a San Jose or 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 uh, San Diego or or you know rather than being in those climates uh, so it is older so that makes it harder for a player like Atulio or or Borgo or Savoy uh, because they're not as heavy as uh, as they would be, so I would say that that's an interesting intangible. But I would say, as far as Xavier Burgo, he plays power play, he plays penalty kill, he he plays obviously regular strength. He's getting harder. He is. He's he's got. He has got as of late lots of offensive zone chances. Greg McKeg and uh, Ty Tulio have been, I would say, if not our our best line uh, generating chances. Um, you know, for sure in the top two. Um, they just haven't finished, right? So I think the biggest thing that we hammered home was learning how to defend, making sure that we were dialed in in that area, and we've done that. And you know, now our focus is is is, is making sure that we're scoring goals offensively, and we're getting chances we haven't finished. And we hope that it's going to be the same as the Oilers that eventually they start going in, based on us us working and doing the right things. Uh, you mentioned uh, Tulio's got three apples in five games. Uh, and, you know, he was, he was a guy that a lot of people think has got that natural offensive instinct. And listening to your description, that line, like he's been a real big boost for your team since coming back. Yeah, those guys, like, you know, um, have been made, they're working hard. They're staying on pucks. There's some, there's some continuity there. Um, you know, they're, they're getting offensive chances. They're getting them back. It's not just one and done. Uh, you know, no different in Coachella Valley. They were littered over the, the scoring chances for, uh, they just didn't finish, right? So, you know, and then we, we understand that, you know, that, that you're, 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 you're judged on results and it's a, it's a daily report card in the second best league in the world. But, you know, we also have to re- remind ourselves as coaches, managers, media professionals that they're getting chances and they're doing the right things. Then they eventually will go in. If you're not getting chances and they're not doing the right things, then you got to be concerned. So that line has been great. Greg, Greg McKay had an up and down year last year. He was better in the second half. He's been excellent this year. He's been a great. He's been, you know, before Tulio was there, Petrov was there. Um, you know, we didn't we didn't win, and uh, you know, we lost late a late PK goal against. But the McKeg line with Borgo and Petrov, they had both the goals. So, you know, um, in that case, they got the results, and uh, we lost in a late power play goal against. So, you know, unfortunately, uh, special teams are going to go up and down. But those guys have been a bright spot, and um, you know, we like the way they're competing. We like the way they're playing right now. Awesome stuff, Colin. We really appreciate it. Uh, all the best to you and yours. Uh, have a very Merry Christmas. Uh, enjoy the break, and we'll talk to you in the new year. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks to all you guys as well. That is Colin Chalk, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. A really good insight from Chalk. I, you know what? He's very honest. Hey, man, he, he doesn't get to choose all the time. 
who's a, you know, you read between the lines. He didn't say it, but it's like, hey, we get guys sent down here and, and Jack Campbell, and they want him to play him. So, uh, but, you know, so at some point, I think the management has to be like, hey, we got to start playing Olivier Roderick more. Fact. So, I like this thing on Broberg. Like when you, I, I think there's way too many people that wanted to write Broberg off for playing limited minutes. Really hasn't played a lot of hockey. The best thing for him is just let him run and play there the rest of the year in the minors. Get him really comfortable. See how he is. Three, four months, 20, 22, 23 minutes a night in every situation. See what you got. We have a much better sense of who he is as a player. Quick break. We'll come back. We got uh, Cam Tate. Uh, Joe Haggerty will join us out of uh, Boston. We got Speck, Woodley, Andy Petrillo. Uh, a lot of text. Ryan has uh, put it up. Uh, we went to uh, three grand from Steve, and now Ryan's up to 4000 on the uh, furnace package from A1 Heating. We'll tell you what that is. Fantastic package with uh, a few uh, nice add-ons. Next in the Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Monday afternoon. How are you? Hope you had a great weekend. Got uh, lots of texts we're going to get to at 833-401-1440. We'll update you on the uh, month of giving today. We, uh, hey, we've got a good first hour. We're up to uh, $4,000 now with Ryan. It is uh, a furnace from A1 Heating, which includes the uh, thermostat and the indoor air quality package. So what that means is you get the Aries uh, two-stage furnace, the A962E, if you want to look it up. Got all the links there. You'll also get the April or April Air whole home humidifier that comes with it. You get to uh, the Google Nest or the Echobee thermostat, your choice. Also the Merv 11 filter package. So you get all the best filters. All your materials equipped. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Labor permits, all that's included. You get a 12-year factory-backed parts and labor warranty. And they will remove and dispose of your old furnace. So anybody out there, uh, as long as you uh, reside within 100 kilometers of Edmonton, right? Uh, no timeline on when you want to install this, okay? It's not like you have to put it in by January 15th or anything like that. So we've had a few questions about that. No, it'll be, uh, you know, what uh, works for both sides. So no rush. And uh, Ryan has it at a good, at a very good bargain right now at $4,000. We're helping out uh, Operation Friendship Senior Society. Today, uh, lots of people uh, maybe in your life a little bit older who, uh, who need some help for sure, which is great. Let's get to the two-minute warning with Cam Tate. Right now, of course, a longtime journalist, uh, cerebral palsy in a wheelchair. But uh, Tater with the wonders of technology is allowed to be part of our show. Thanks there, Big J. Month of giving in the last week. But if I know Edmonton, it will be great, absolutely great. Fast Eddie here, reading the words of what's-his-name, Cam Tate. Hey, Tater, ever hear of a Christmas bonus? Here we go. The face of Leon Dreisaitl. These days isn't festive. Number 29 for the Edmonton Oilers hasn't been the goal scorer we're used to seeing. Oh, sure, he has 33 points. 12 goals and 21 assists on the season. We have seen his traditional one-timer on the side of the net, but now we're just used to seeing it much more. Over the weekend, we learned Dreisaitl is going to have a new line mate when the Oilers tangle with the New York Islanders Tuesday. 
So we have to wonder if Dreisaitl is sitting beside Ryan Nugent Hopkins this Monday afternoon on the Oiler Charter to New York. The move comes from Oilers coach Chris Knobloch and giving Dreisaitl an early Christmas gift. Nugent Hopkins has seven goals and 21 assists this season and has been playing some of his best hockey lately, asking for help and getting help. Interesting, isn't it? Sometimes a person doesn't want to get help. Often they say they don't need help and that thanks just the same. They can work themselves out of the issues they are having. If they can, good on them. If they cannot, other avenues must be explored. And Knob Locke must have seen something to put 29 and 93 together. We know Dreisaitl is one of the best players in the world. We know his multiple 50-goal seasons were tied together with hard work and skill. We know, even ourselves, there are slumps and rough patches. They're nothing to be ashamed of. We'll see Tuesday night if Leon Dreisaitl makes a skate stride or two to return to his old form because everyone deserves to have a smile on their face at this time of year. The two-minute warning with Cam Tate, Mondays, Fridays, Jason Greger Show, Sports 1440. Well, they want to get that second line going at uh, five on five. There's no question, right? Um, there, There is something, I don't know why, but if, if you look based on uh, on his career, for whatever reason, December is is a month that uh, the dry sidle just doesn't have the same production overall on average that he does in other months. I don't know why, but he doesn't. Like you, you can look at it uh, in his career, right? Like you look at his uh, his splits. It's just he's uh, he's basically just over a point a game player in December. He has 116 points in 112. Uh, December games. In October, he has 101 points in 76 games. January, 107 points in 88 games. March, 137 points in 108 games. Right now, April's close. Uh, November still higher. So December, for whatever reason, I don't know, but it's a it's a number like, and really, the biggest number is it says plus minus. He's dash 30. In December, he's plus 16 in October. He's plus 23 in January. He's plus 18 in March. Now he's minus one in November, but minus 30. Like, not even close anywhere else. His his worst month in his career is February, minus five. So December, I don't know what it is, but it has historically not been a great month for Leon Dreisaitl. And it's it's like a yearly thing. It's like groundhog. Jeez, what's up with Dreisaitl? And I, I'm not making an excuse. I'm just pointing out the numbers. And I'll have, you know what? Next time I'm talking, I'd ask him because it is, it is very odd. Right? It's very odd. He has only he has 38 goals in 112 games. In November, he has 59 goals in 127 games. In October, he has 39 goals in 76 games. January has 44 goals in 88 games. February's 53 and 103. 55 and 108. Every other month, he's like, you know what, a goal every second game. But December, 38 and 112. Like, it's very odd, Connor Hal. Do you have any, like, there, I don't know if you can pinpoint something, but I don't know, like, there are certain people that just get sick at a certain time of the year. Maybe you're like that. And I just wonder if it's dry subtle in December. I don't know what it is, but the numbers back it up. It's his worst month historically almost every year. Try December. Maybe that's what it is. I, I don't know exactly what it is. It's uh, it's tough. You hope he can break out of it at some point. Maybe it is just kind of that lull in the point. The excitement of the first couple months of the season are down and out, and then you're you're waiting for that stretch run into the playoffs or kicking off that run into the playoffs. Statistically, that is interesting that it follows that, and that you hope he can get out of it. Maybe this is a bit of the, the nudge in the right direction. Yeah, so... Uh, We'll see. It's just a weird one. And that's why, you know, up here, oh, he's terrible. And honestly, I could go back and you could look at the text line. You can look at, you can look online everywhere. You look at the articles. And it's kind of the same thing every year. It's very weird. So would I expect Leon Dreisaitl to be better in January? Yeah. I would. Now, you would hope that, you know what, he can find a way to be better here in the final six games of December. The good news for the orders is they really haven't missed him. Right? They haven't missed him. And he has been scoring this month on the power play. It's right? just more so being at five on five. And so it's interesting because when you look at a player like him who obviously uh, he's, a, he's a pretty elite player, 
right? So the expectations are higher. But if you look at Drysaddle so far in the month of December, um, now he's only got four points in six games. For most players, it'd be like, hey, great. But for Drysaddle, it's not good enough. Right? It's not good enough. Now, Hyman, Bouchard, and McDavid are the only guys with more goals. But still, he's got to get going. Right? Like him scoring one goal every three games, that's a 27-goal pace. That's not who he is. So he's got to get going. And the worst part is he's getting outscored significantly at five on five. So if you don't score, that's one element, but you cannot be scoring and then giving up a lot of goals. And and that's kind of a, 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 a weird yearly thing in the month of December. It's weird. I'd love your explanation as to why. Why don't you know what? Why don't we do that right now? 833-401-1440. Let us know why you think Leon Drysaddle struggles in December. Real reasons, non-real. You let us know, 833-401-1440. Um, Cam came in at uh, 45, then we were up to 5, and now Cam has it at uh, 5,100 for the uh, furnace package. I love it. Uh, great first hour here on The Gregor Show. Coming up, uh, uh, Bronte is going to uh, join us on the show. Also, we will uh, hear from uh, Joe Haggerty, Andy Petrillo, and more on Edmonton Sports Leader, Sports 1440. Let's get to the con, man. Sports 1440 update brought to you by BIE Engineering, specializing in all your residential, commercial, and industrial structural engineering needs. Go to BIEENG.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market. 